Live from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk, it's an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Drake moves to 4-3 and three in the Missouri Valley Basketball Conference with a 78-66 win at home over Evansville. Nick McGlynn led the way for the Bulldogs last night, 20 points and 8 rebounds. The going not quite as good for you and I. They jumped out to a 22-4 lead on the road at Southern Illinois. But in the second half, Southern Illinois outscores the Panthers 51-27 in a 70-62 Saluki victory. Last night in women's basketball, Iowa State fell at second-ranked Baylor 84-69 and 17th ranked Iowa upended number 14 Rutgers 72-66. 32 points, 12 rebounds for Mega Gustafson. Tonight, the Hawkeye men at home as they bring in 5th ranked Michigan State. The Spartans have won 20 Big Ten conference games in a row dating to last season. Iowa looking to make it 6 in a row. The Hawkeyes 5-point underdogs. Hear the game on 1040 WHO 6 o'clock tip-off. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. It's the 11 o'clock hour. Miller and Condon are with you up until noon here today. Same every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. Once again, thank you to Centurion Stone of Iowa for making our weekly conversation possible with the cap man. It's good now. It's better in the summer. And in the fall, yeah, with the Cubs and the Bears getting back, and now that they're your Bears are relevant, Trent and their window has just opened. Uh, Cappy's going to be a must listen. I love her conversations; they're much more enjoyable when the Bears are relevant for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fun during the winter when the Bulls had Hoiberg and things maybe were starting at times to trend in a positive yeah. direction. Did but you get into it though? I really never, no. even with him, I never really got into it. It was tough. It's tough for the. Here's my thing, right? I'm going to watch Iowa and Iowa State every single time in a Big 12 and a Big 10 when I can. But now that the Jets have come home, mm-hmm. you know, something has to give. And I'm 60 years old and I'm not missing a Jets game. Right. I'm going to watch every single one of them if I possibly can. And I think I've missed two of them this year because I was on airplanes. But, um, yeah, I just... And we probably should talk a little bit of NBA because what James Harden's doing is nothing short right. of miraculous. It's, um, I mean, he had 61 last night. And for the, what, fifth straight game now? Or how many games in a row has he scored 30 points or more? Something ridiculous. 20? Is it, is it um, I don't know what it is. It's ridiculous yeah. what he is doing uh, right now. And does he need to score this many every night for Houston to win, I guess? No Clint Capella. They're, yeah. they're relying on him a lot. And none of the, none of the baskets, none of his, his last, I saw this stat on SportsCenter somewhere. His last 70, Say eight made baskets. None of them drew an assist. None of them. They were, wow. they were all unassisted. Yeah, the number's 21. 21 straight games he's had 30 or more. We're not NBA guys, but no. man, oh man, that's got to get your attention. Now, we're NBA guys in April, sure. May and June. Yes. I love the NBA playoffs. Yep. But I wish they were a little bit more compact. It seems like maybe it's gotten a little bit better. We you have a game on a Saturday, then they play again on Thursday. Right. Right, remember that does... they they've tightened it a bit, mm-hmm. but still not a ton. I mean, no. they NHL does it right every other night. Yep, get out there, play yep. the game. Yep, whether get you go uh, whether you go a couple of extra periods, mm-hmm. there's no sudden death. You go right back at it. Uh, you get a day off, you back at it the next night. Well, like you said, I have a little bit of a dilemma. For you, it's the Winnipeg Jets, and I've mm-hmm. told you for a long time growing up. It wasn't Iowa football for me growing up an Iowa fan. It was Iowa basketball. Mm-hmm. That was a number one. No doubt about it. Winter nights in North Iowa. There's only sports you could see during the week. 
because we had three channels. And so you didn't get Iowa State on what would no. you have got? Uh, what, we got them here locally on well, we when I got here in '89, mm-hmm. it was WOI, right, and it was KDSM. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was called that. It probably was um, for for the Hawks uh, with Larry Morgan and Mac McCausland and. Um, the Roland Rocket and John Walters for a long time before when John was you know before John went to, to Iowa State. I wasn't able you, to. So see, you never saw those games? No, no. Until once it got into I'd say the early nineties, late Big Eight time, the weekend games were always on, and they were on the ABC affiliate up there, which is Austin, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We'd get the Iowa State games there, okay, but not during the week. Not really. Nothing happening there. It was the Hawkeye Television Network, which mm-hmm. was something that Indiana. Basically borrowed from Iowa. They saw the success of it through the late seventies and early right? early eighties. So am I missing any of the, the who who came before? Who was before? Larry Morgan was doing it uh, before Larry and Mac. And Mac it was, was Bob Hogue. Don't remember who sure I believe I was he was a sports guy. I think at KWWL in Waterloo. Okay, and then also did the games. And he went off to Hawaii and finished his career there. Good. He's a smart now, man. There's a good career. Never move. met him, but sounds like a very smart so man. So give me a time frame. Is this late eighties, early mid eighties? Mid eighties. Okay. Yeah. The, I remember bits and pieces of the raveling era. Don't remember any of the loot era. Mm-hmm. Too young for that. But I remember, and I remember my grandpa being very upset that he would wear a sweatsuit on the sidelines. He didn't <laughs> like that one bit. I can. I guess imagine. grandpa used to dress up to take a plane ride too, yes, and he's gonna yes. catch a flight yep. when he'd go to Vegas. And tie. Yep, Vegas needs a sports coat. Yeah. Absolutely. And he did not like that one. Do you iota. remember smoking sections on planes? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, crazy. I think uh, my first flight ever. We went to Disney in Orlando. Smoking or non-smoking? Ah, uh, we were in the non-smoking section. My mom had just quit, so that was good. Gotcha. Good workout of mom on that one. You know, what how a different did, uh, I, I think back to to that time. Um, we were so reliant on the news. In 1996, there was no desktop computers. It was newspaper. Yeah. You had to have the newspaper in front of you. I got in trouble every day during one of my English classes in middle school because I'd have the newspaper. It was right across from the library. I'd mm-hmm. grab it before a reading class every mm-hmm. day. And I'd get in trouble because I'd sit there while I'm supposed to be listening, read the newspaper. Well, good for you. That's uh, helped you become the person you are, not the class <laughs> right. uh, that you were missing. Um, but, but not being able to see those games, you know, not seeing Iowa State football and not every one of the Hawkeye football games, and you have to come back in on Monday and, you know, talk about them. Right. I mean, that's why, I mean, Sports Talk got here in 96. Could, would, it have, would, it have, would it have worked prior to that? Probably not. I, I mean, mean, Larry Morgan probably would have been had to be one of the co-hosts. Yes, yes. And uh, Gary Thompson or, or fill in the blank uh, with Iowa State. That's what you'd have to you'd have to have beat people on that saw it and could absolutely because you're taking pieces from probably listening to the game. If you were doing sports talk in 1988, let's say 1988, you're doing sports talk radio. I'm talking a lot of hockey because I'm still in Winnipeg. Okay, well, let's say you're here. Right. Okay. You're listening to the radio to the game. I, I guess. Right. So you're listening to Zavel. I must, well, I and then you're trying here. to figure out what Zabel was mm-hmm. trying to relay the information mm-hmm. over. John, I, we, I was so ill prepared to do this when I got this job. I, ne- if I was starting in this, you know, just plunked into Des Moines today, mm-hmm. I, I was. We were so ill prepared. It was all pro sports. I had no idea until I worked with Bob Dyer. I had no idea how important Iowa and Iowa State was, and he used to drill it into my head that you can't miss a game. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to play the hits. That was his line. Play yeah. the hits. You know, t- find an Iowa and Iowa State topic. I-, I would not have had the career that I had had I not worked with him. That's a true story. 
It's the importance. True story. If if people Absolutely. want, if they want to hear a full breakdown of James Harden, yeah, not, they're not coming to us. No, they're going no. to ESPN. They're in, going in to the, Fox in Sports. In the late '90s, you remember how I told you about the story about I watched Jimmy B and I used because we used to have his yes. partner Howard. So we talked Buffalo Bills. Or I would talk Cincinnati because I knew the uh, I became, developed a relationship with the play-by-play guy, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I would put him. What was I thinking? Putting him on the radio every couple of weeks. He was a good guest. I could get him. Um, I had I feel segments because you know I I have no Hawkeye or Cyclone history mm-hmm. to dwell on. You're not going to break down George Raveling's jumps. No, absolutely not. But anyways, uh, Wade Wade looking Bill might he's going to join us coming up here next, but. Um, yeah, you, we had to squeeze in hard, and I'm glad that we had that opportunity. Yes. All right, the tickets are gone. Who won? Uh, who is going to see the Sparty take on the Hawks at Carver Hawkeye tonight? Who are the two winners? We got Dave Beard making his way to Carver Hawkeye Arena tonight, right. and Mark Ost Mark will be Ost. heading there. So enjoy the game, drive yes. safely, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you see a Hawk victory uh, tomorrow. We'll give away in about oh, 35 minutes from this day tomorrow. We'll give away the Claxons Barbecue. Um, I guess we got to use the Pro Bowl. Yes, uh, we'll figure something out. You'll Pro use Bowl. Your we got Ken Palm lines, and yeah, we got college basketball. Mm-hmm. We'll dip into that a little bit. Worked well last week, and uh, both right around the number. Well, you know, it did. Yeah. Uh, you know what else we might throw in there? Because I didn't realize this. I, I don't know how this escaped me, but you know who's going to be on our television screens this weekend? Maybe who will be on our television screens this weekend? Sports wise, yes. LeBron's back? No, well, he might be. They played the T-Wolves tonight. I don't think he's back, but... Who? Tiger. Oh, that's right. Tiger's making his first appearance in 2019. Have you found television coverage yet for that today or tomorrow? I have to think. I mean, it's it's the California swing. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would think it would be NBC or CBS would have that. I wonder if CBS has a basketball game early on Sunday, followed up by a um, late, because it's a Pacific time zone, so maybe we get the coverage. I would say if I'm programming CBS, I'm putting on a Big Ten tilt, 10 to noon, or, or uh, noon to 2, and then I'm going to the uh, final round of the Farmers from 2 until 6 on CBS. Lots of investment firms talk about customizing a... Oh, there it was. I was very confused for a moment. I was bringing up the TV start times and CBSSports.com got me. Uh, featured groups, PGATourLive.com. We do have Golf Channel coverage today. Today? And tomorrow from 2 until 6 Central Time. Get me to Sunday. Saturday, da, 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 no, CBS, and Sunday, also CBS. Good. Is there a basketball game before that, 10 to noon? Didn't see that. I mean, There's two, just the golf coverage that I, I popped up here. Okay, but. so that could be good. We'll yeah. Get a little Tiger if he's in the hunt. So we'll put him, I don't know how we'll squeeze him in, but we'll squeeze him into the Claxons tomorrow. So with Iowa-Michigan State tonight, mm-hmm. I have a bit of a dilemma. Okay. I'm calling high school wrestling no, tonight. You're, oh, you're on Mediacom? I'm on Mediacom this evening. Over in Van Meter. Okay. Make the short track over. So do I shut off the phone? Yes. Shut it down. Yes. Get home. Right. Ella will already be in bed. Perfect. Not that you don't want to see your daughter, but she'll be in bed and make it easier for you to watch Sparty and Michigan. Right down to the man cave Mm -hmm. and just start it up. Tell the Mediacom crew in advance that you don't want to know. Yes. Because somebody is bound to come up to you and say, wow, what a win for Iowa. Right. Right. Or that was ugly. (laughs) Really? And did you hear about Bohannon? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to go down there, yeah, yeah. right? But that's what I would do. I would make it very clear. Uh-huh. Ask, ask for a, you know, do me a solid. Don't tell me the score. Okay. Turn off your phone. Yep. You can't do that. 
I've done it before. I've never seen you do it. I've I done it before. I to get your attention during the show, and your nose is buried in that bad boy. <laughs> this thing is a problem. It is, yeah, it is a problem. You sounded like my wife right now. <laughs> That's, get your well, nose out of that phone. Right. Uh, we'll talk to Wade Looking Bill. We'll do so in five minutes when we come back for four minutes, whatever this break is. Brian Arilco coming up. Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Uh, the 411 on sports wagering in our state. Is it a slam dunk it's going to happen? If so, when? Who will be first? How will they be able to go about it? Casey's? High V? Sports wagering? Really? The Cotton Casino? No, you're not getting involved. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll come back with Wade Looking Bill when Miller and Condon continue. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX. And up. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, taking you up until noon. Murph and Andy, 2 to 4. Fanatics this afternoon from 4 until... Mm. It's four Thursday. till seven. It's four till six. They're on uh, from at four o'clock. Coming up, Cyclone Fanatic. They will go to seven tonight. Cyclone Fanatic in the last hour. Good stuff. Let's uh, get Wade Looking Bill in here. Credit where credit is due. Wade Looking Bill. We're going to talk sports wagering coming up here in about twenty minutes or so. You would have had a heck of a role going right now because after the Purdue loss. You went on record on Twitter and said you smell a 5-0 and coming, and that's exactly what happened. You got a lot of run from that, Wade-looking Bill. Well done. I did. I did. That was a pretty good pick. You know, they didn't, they didn't beat the 92 Duke team okay. in that stretch. But, yeah. but you know, they, I think they won three games. They were underdogs in and won two of those without Tyler Cook. So I felt pretty good about that. You know, those Michigan State's tough to play. Purdue's really good at home. And the, the Wisconsin game, they just were flat. But, uh I'm I'm glad it worked out. Well, the Nebraska game to me, I mean, for both schools, Nebraska was coming off a loss to, uh, at Maryland. At the time, we didn't know that Maryland was going to be maybe as good as we are uh, or, or grow up as quickly as they have for Turgeon. Uh, but that was such a big, big win, and they handled Nebraska and have done very well since then. What do you think the biggest change is, other than you know the competition, as you mentioned, not 92 Duke, but what, what have you seen differently, Wade, in this team in this five-game stretch? I think a couple things. I think the first thing that kind of jumps out at me, and we may have talked about it a few weeks ago, is just is is, is just Joe Wieskamp is is being more assertive. Mm-hmm. I think that that first half of the year, those first fifteen games, he was kind of deferring to to Moss and obviously to Cook and Garza, even Nicholas Bear. But I think he's looking for a stop more. I think he's even got to put it up more. You know, he just is so good um, shooting the ball, and they got to come out and defend that little shot fake and go around them, but um, I, I think his being more aggressive and just defensively, they've just been better, you know, and I hate to say it, maybe without Tyler Cook, they might be, they're not a better team, no question they are not, but I think they're a, a better defensive team, and that just shows, you know, when he's not 100%, sometimes you rally and think, hey, our best player's out, we got to do some things on the defensive end or get loose balls that we may not have to do if he's, if he's out there. So I think defensively, they've been better, and and I think Wieskamp's just been more assertive. You speak of that defense, and a big part of it is the way that they've been able to defend the three-point line. A year ago, Iowa gave up 37.5% shooting from out there. This year, 
it's down to 30.7%. That's good enough wow. for 44th in the country. And a lot of it has been zone. You normally think, well, you can just shoot over the top of a zone. But Iowa has closed out a much better. They've got out there. When you look at this zone defense and the stretches that Iowa's played that at a high level, what are you seeing from the Hawkeye D on that side? I just, I almost like it better when they're in, the, when they're in that zone. They're so long. You know, you see Nicholas Bear in person. He's six seven. He's long. Isaiah Moss is six five. And Wieskamp, he's a long six six. And those guys on the wing, they cause problems. Even Connor McCaffrey, you know, not a great athlete, but he's he's six five. I mean, he's a big kid, and that causes problems when you're closing out on those shooters. I think they just have to react a little quicker, get their hand up a little sooner. But they've been really good. You know, like you said, guarding the three, which is which is great. Mm. So, Luca Garza, last time these two schools met was early. It was Game 2 of the Big Ten Conference play, and as we know, Michigan State had their way from him. Garza had a, a really disappointing uh, shooting uh, game. I mean, he was 1 for 10. He's been really good, and Garza tonight, again, you know, here's Nick Ward, and here's these bigs. Uh, Luca Garza, yeah, I hate to put it all on one guy tonight, but boy, oh boy, he's got a big game ahead of him. If I was going to win, I think Garza has to have a massive game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He was he was not good that first game. I think um, he's been playing a lot better. I think Jordan Bohannon's been playing a lot better. I think I think Tyler Cook, his health has, has got to be okay. Now this is this is not a good matchup for Iowa tonight. I think they almost match up better with Michigan in in, in uh, next week. But um, I think Trent talked about it earlier earlier in the show. I think a lot of it's going to depend how the game's called. Mm-hmm. You know, can can Iowa get them in foul trouble? Not a super deep Michigan State team. Um, can they get to the free throw line? Um, but it, it's going to be a tough one. They're going to have to. Nick Ward is, you know, he's he's not Zach Randolph, but he's close. That left hand's kind of funky, and he is a big body. Um, Kenny Goins is a big body. Um, they're just going to have to make probably twelve or thirteen threes and shoot thirty free throws. So they're going to have to play their game. You know, the rim running out of those two guys, they're just so good at getting out in transition. Here's another component that we've seen Iowa do for long stretches, and that's the three-quarter court pressure. A little bit different than what you guys ran back in the day with Dr. Tom. A lot of times it isn't about trapping. It's it's more about slowing a team down, and they don't get really into their offensive set until there's 22, 23 seconds left on the shot clock. Is that something you think could be effective against this Michigan State team with Cassius Winston running the point? I think it is because I, I think they got to find a way to slow them down. You know, Michigan State runs that sideline break. They've run that for thirty years, hmm. maybe longer with that than, than that. But um, and with that with that half court trap, you're right, Trent. They teams use that to to, to slow the game down. Um, and you know, I I think if they can get Michigan State late in the shot clock and maybe get them to shoot a couple bad shots rather than have time to pound it in side for the second time for the second post touch that's going to help them um but michigan state's good i mean they're you know one of the top five teams in the country really these next four games michigan state minnesota michigan and indiana i think if the hawks get can get one of those mm-hmm. four you're, you're you're happy because then the schedule gets gets better after that those those next four after that are all winnable now rutgers is no gimme you know we saw with the nebraska got they got picked there. off yeah um, yep you know, so it, any road game is not a gimme. But I think if they can get one of these next four, and obviously two would be great. But even if, even if they lose all four, that's Michigan State at home at Minnesota, Michigan at home at Indiana. The schedule gets a lot better. I think again, ten and ten is the number. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to 
you know, when the Big Ten is trying to get better, get a decent seed. And really, when you look at the national rankings, I mean, who do you really fear? I mean, Duke's really good, but their their point guard's out. You know, Tennessee is athletic, but you're not, again, terrified to play against them. So once you get in, this I think this Iowa team could make a run. Yeah, it's, it's the team that they're sharing the court with tonight that, that, that scares me a little yeah. bit. Michigan State, one, once I again. I think it's a good measuring stick. You know, yeah, I think it's yeah. something let's, Let's play one of the best teams in the country at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan played, I think, or Michigan State played Monday, so I've got an extra extra day of rest mm-hmm. to prepare. Let's let's just see where we're at. We've we've won five in a row. You know, got some nice wins, but you know, not not great teams. But let's. Let's see where we're at, and we're going to find out tonight. You know, I, I wanted to ask you this, and we'll get back to Michigan State for just a second. Uh, I want to get your, your your opinion as a former player. I mean, you're in the throes of Big Ten play right now, right? And so is the Big 12 in the throes of Big 12 play. Yet the Big 12 and the SEC are about to take a weekend away from conference play and do crossover games. We know that Iowa State's going to play Ole Miss. Uh, Kentucky and Kansas are going to collide. That, that's, a, that's a good game for basketball fans. But would you have liked it, Wade, in the middle of your of conference play to, you know, to, to get away from the Big Ten for, for at least one day and play somebody in a different conference? Or should that be, you know, should that be reserved for November, December? I mean, what's your take on that? I don't think I would have liked it. You know, I, I, I think... You know, I, I think coming out of your, like we always talked about when I was at Iowa, we, we, we want to win the state championship. We wanted to beat Iowa State, Drake, and you and I mm-hmm. when we played all three every year. And we wanted to win the Big Ten championship, and we, then we wanted to get to the Final Four. Um, you know, it was something where, and I, I, I still think today, at least the Big Ten championship, the Big Ten tournament, and then get to the Final Four, those are the three main goals. I don't see how this benefits those two conferences besides TV revenue. You know, right. why can't they schedule that like the Big Ten ACC, which is really cool in early November because those are marquee games and a lot of them are, you know, unique teams you're not used to playing. I guess I just don't understand why it's not done in November. And, I'm, and it's kind of the answer for everything. It's money uh-huh. and TV. And that's why they're doing it. But I would not have liked it. Yeah, I'm with you, by the way. I, I just, I don't understand. I say it every year and um, yet every year there's usually an entertaining game that I come back to work yeah. the next Monday. Yeah, you know, that was pretty good. I mean, I, was, I should change my take on that. Go ahead, Trent. Sorry. Well, this stretch, it's Michigan State tonight, and really the next four, feels like it could determine if this is just an NCAA tournament team or if there's more there. As you look at this stretch coming up here and you take a, a bigger overview of it, Two and two. If I handed that to you right now, Wade, would you take it? Oh, Hell yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, they might lose all four. I mean, they're going to be underdogs in all four games. I mean, any one of those wins is going to be an upset. Now, I think things have changed a little bit at at Ohio State. They got beat at home by Wisconsin last night, or somebody beat them pretty handily. So that's um, tough of a test. Or, yeah, um, it was in. It was in, who played Ohio State last night? Got beat at home Purdue. by Purdue, right? Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. Carson Edwards Purdue had a big a night. Yeah, good. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so some of those games, but boy, they they finished the season at Wisconsin and at Nebraska, and I just I worry if they need a win or two of those two road games to get in. But even these next four, I, I think it's just something where you're trying to get better. Let's get let's get one of them. And if you get two of them, even better. I mean, I, I, I think they match up pretty well with Minnesota and Michigan. And even Indiana, they, they're not as good Mm-mm. as maybe we thought they were going to be. Now, they're, they're, they're really tough at home. But I would, I would take two right now. I think even one. 
if they if they win one of these four and they're competitive, that to me is a positive. Uh, speaking of positives, Weiss Camp season is positive by by by, by all measure, uh, any measure, all accounts. Um, but when you, you think back to you know to freshmen that are making their way through the Big Ten, I guess is where I'm going is we're seeing the I think the progression that we saw thought right. I mean maybe there was the the hype was was too high. You go back to the tournament in Madison Square Garden where he was you know he made a couple of threes, but really was um, you know not disappeared, but he certainly didn't jump. He he, he didn't play well but yet. We're starting to see more and more. There's more good coming from the freshman Wieskamp, and I think sometimes we forget that. And that's just a product of, of what way? Going, uh, learning what it's all about to play Big Ten basketball, regardless of how good you were in high school. I think so. I think so. It gets to be a long year. You know, the, the, the season starts, you know, a month before and just the practicing every day and trying to figure out school and doing your own laundry. I mean, it's, it's kind of a tough transition. Now, now he's, he really is focused. I mean, he's a different type of kid, and I mean, he could be a pro. I mean, the 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 way the game is going, kids that can shoot it, and he's big enough where he can stretch the defense, and he's athletic enough, a little bit off the dribble, which will only get better. But I just think it's something where his confidence is growing. And man, if he can get 15 points tonight and just kind of continue that run, this this team could be a second weekend type of team in a tournament. Now, they still got a lot of work to do because even though they're ranked 19th, you still got to go. I mean, 10 and 10 gets them in, 9 and 11, you know, I think you're sitting by your TV that Sunday nervous, but mm-hmm. um, they've they've done everything that, that they needed to do non-conference-wise. Iowa State, um, they just got to get a signature win, you know, whether it's Michigan at home, Michigan State at home, um, and just I think 10 and 10 gets them in for sure. But the Big Ten is a grind. It is a battle. Wade, what's it going to take for you to uh, bring out the internet sensation from a couple years ago on Halloween? The all gold <laughs> old Iowa basketball uniform. We going to see yeah. that again soon? <laughs> that thing's getting a little tighter. I got to get in the gym a little bit. But um, yeah, that was it. It's still kind of floating around there. I, I think I tweeted it before the Nebraska football game. I was talking with with Hawkeye Elvis. You guys know Hawkeye. Yeah, Elvis. yeah. He's, he's awesome. And, like I said, something I'll I'll wear this if 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 you wear your get up or something. So it's still out there, but um, yeah, that that thing's a little tighter than it was a couple of years ago. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Get it ready for the NCAA tournament. Maybe a Sweet Sixteen. There you go. Absolutely, uh, done deal. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have a re- we'll go to a, we'll do our show live somewhere, and we'll have you join us. Yes, if you'll wear the yeah, gold. That's, a, that's what everybody wants to see. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, drive right uh, Wade, uh, way to go on the five and zero. Oh. Um, we were yeah, both man. hoping that you would have said six and zero, oh, but you uh, probably quit when you should have. Going to be a fun game tonight. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for what you do for us, Wade Looking Bill. Appreciate Anytime, it, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Take, take care, Wade Looking Bill. Uh, Iowa, Michigan State, six. Clock FS1, Tim Brando, Bill Raftery, but hmm. Gary Dolphin and Bobby Hansen have the call down the dial on 1040 WHO as that well. They do. And uh, well, maybe if you get stuff, stuck in traffic, something like that on your way home, you always got the radio option, which is a good option. Absolutely to use. is. We will take a timeout. When we come back, Brian Arilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. We are going to talk sports wagering in the state of Iowa. Brian uh, has been, well, we'll ask him, but he's been fielding calls, been writing regs, trying to figure out uh, how this is going to work. Will the curtain go up in May? 
Will it go up at all? We'll ask Brian which way it's leaning uh, when Trent and I continue. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hey, it's Chris and Ross from the Sports Fanatics. Join us every day at 4. You can listen from your home or office with Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I want to bet the black. <laughs> well, sports wagering conversation right now. Con and Ken Miller, Miller and Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Brian Arilco, administer with administrator with the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, an Iowa State grad, a guy that we uh, both worked on the fifth floor at Prairie Meadows for a time. Brian joins me and Trent. Uh, Brian, Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm doing great. Good to be here, guys. Good to talk to you. When did we work together? What year? 2099? 2001. 2001, too, and... and, uh, Some of the most memorable uh, moments of uh, of my uh, racing and gaming career was up on that fifth floor, that's for sure. Yeah, we had a blast, no doubt about it. Well, well we both moved on from there. Um, one of them willingly, one of, them, one of us not so willingly, but it certainly worked out for me. Uh, anyways, Brian, let's a lot to get to. You know, um, there was there was no talk radio, there was no Twitter, there was nothing back when casino wagering or casino style gaming was brought to Iowa. I have to think that you know the sports wagering aspect now of your job is it's got to be on one hand. I, I would think I know you're a sports guy, kind of exciting to come to work every day, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, it is a talker, is it not? It is, and it's the the one thing that we've been really dealing with ever since the Supreme Court decision last summer. And it's um, a lot of questions that people have. And and from our standpoint and what I do, um, you know, we really aren't sure how this will land yet in the state of Iowa. And so it's really important for us to just know how other states uh, are handling this, what's going on, um, and and just really try to be a resident expert uh, with all things sports. And, And that's not um, always possible, and so we do the best we can, but it really has been um, a, a good majority of my time since last summer has been uh, working and trying to understand um, the sports betting uh, brian one of the one of the questions one of the questions that gets asked the most I think is because there are there were other states that I think new jersey i don 't think you can bet on Rutgers uh, in the state of New Jersey. Have you seen any regs that would prevent uh, bettors from betting on Iowa and Iowa State or even Drake or you and I basketball games uh, but the col- the in state colleges i don 't think because last I heard, there isn't going to be a carve-out. They will be put up on the board, will they not? Yeah, it, that, that is uh, so far what has been discussed. And currently there are no uh, bills that have been filed. But in uh, a number of the conversations that I've had with, with just the various stakeholders, uh, there, there really has not been any interest to carve out uh, Iowa or Iowa State. And I, I think most people... Uh, recognize that we do not have professional sports leagues, teams in the state of Iowa, and so that really um, is where a lot of interest will be drawn. Brian, uh, good to talk to you again. You know, this is something that has been a long time coming. People are waiting, but the question remains when. 
legislative-wise, how quickly is this? I think that's the biggest question for a lot of people in there. Is this something we're talking about in the spring? Are we talking football season? I know you don't have anything definitive. Where's it trending in your mind, though? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And and so uh, the legislature, uh, they uh, just uh, came together January 14th, and they'll have um, uh, they will go until May 3rd is actually the 110th day. And so I would suspect that um, they are receiving um, quite a few calls, suggestions, opinions from in, in the casino industry, lottery officials, from sports leagues. And, and, you know, they now, the legislature, has the task of trying to um, go through that and get a bill that uh, can pass both chambers and, and would be signed by the governor. If, if that were to happen, um, and, and, and let's speculate, and if the commission and the casinos were a part of that, um, our office will, would be ready to have draft regs in place within a few weeks. And so at that point, um, regs, everything would go through the rulemaking process, which could take anywhere from you know, two to six months, and that's just a, uh, a standard process. And so you know, I've heard people, um, they would love to have this by football season. Yep. I think that is a attainable goal. It would be a lofty goal, but it would be possible if, if things were to move. Yeah, I think that's probably the most realistic, Brian. Maybe, you know, middle of August, just so you can, not not a uh, soft launch, but uh, maybe to, to work some things out with the casinos. So football season in all likelihood. So let's go to the parameters. And so uh, we're open for business in the state of Iowa on Labor Day weekend. In the beginning, I would think you're going to have to go to a brick-and-mortar facility. See, that is, you know, Prairie Meadows or one of the Wild Rose properties uh, in the state. And you're... I, I guess where I'm going is mobile wagering. So you'll be able to sign up for an account, but in order to do that, at least in the beginning, when you, you're going to have to show up at one of the, uh, one of the facilities to begin with, right? They want to see you. They want to see your ID. And then would mobile gaming instantly become, uh, doable in the state of, allowable, I guess is a better word in the state of Iowa, or where's mobile wagering? So that is going to be one of the policy questions that's going to be debated this legislative session. Last year in the bill that was uh, dropped, and of course it did not uh, it did not pass. But in that version, um, what you have have just uh, have have just uh, explained is what would have happened. So, in other words, uh, mobile gaming was part of that bill. Uh, patrons would need to go into a brick and mortar casino establish an account once they've established that account then at that point they could go through their mobile devices and fund those accounts and wager on sports and so um that there's no guarantee that that is how it would happen if if um the legislation were to pass this year um uh, but that is definitely one of the uh the, the items that's been discussed and one of the possibilities and and, and uh, refund your account i guess um reload your account by debit card that's right i think most of the uh, people that i've spoke to and actually most of the jurisdictions that have already went live with this are not allowing the use of a credit card to fund an account and so most of those um, accounts have been funded through debit uh, or you know other ach but essentially uh, no credit 
Um, but again, you know, nothing is for certain until mm-hmm. uh, until the legislation passes. But I, I, I don't think there's much appetite for that at the present time. Brian, the next component we talk about the brick and mortar, the Prairie Meadows, the Wild Rose, top of Iowa for us North Iowa people, and uh, spent a little bit too much too much time there in the past. But Brian, uh, what what about the next step? We're hearing convenience stores want to get involved, or grocery stores want to get involved, or just at, at a strip mall setting up a, like an OTB. What's the likelihood of those avenues happening? So it's it's really kind of a fascinating question, and, and I'll get into it a little bit. But, you know, and I've, and I've um, heard uh, uh, similar uh, similar things, and, and really for that to happen, um, it, it would really be a situation where it would be on a lottery platform, and that's mm-hmm. how it would go into casino or convenience stores and, and gas stations. Uh, gas stations and, and grocery stores. And, and so um, at this, the lottery, um, I, I know they're also exploring it. There were uh, published reports last year um, that uh, they're looking at the feasibility of it with their vendors and lawmakers. And so, um, you know, really on a routine basis, I don't work with the lottery officials uh, and I have no involvement with the grocers or the convenience stores, but I think it would be foolish to say that there wouldn't be an interest by them. And it brings up some interesting points because the the first is really that um, it, it, it really, what this will look like is different in each state. And, and so far that has been the case and there's different models. Uh, you have the normal, the traditional sports model that we see in Las Vegas, but then in Delaware, it, it there it is on a lottery platform and, and it's more of a parlay type betting. And so, um, it's really up to the states to determine what they want for their people. And, and the second part of that is just with any type of gambling legislation, it gets a little tricky to pass if there's not a consensus. And so um, there's just a segment of the population that's opposed to gambling um, uh, to start with. And so it's really important for the different stakeholders to come together. And, and we ran into that in 2012 with online poker with um, there was a lot of interest, a lot of excitement. It didn't pass, and one reason was because the casino operators, among their own uh, group, um, did not have a consensus. And so, an argument could be made that there's different customers, different clients, and um, could could there be room for both? And I, you know, I'm not sure everyone would agree, but the strategy would be to to form a consensus. Um, with those groups that would otherwise compete against each other. Yeah, what I heard, Brian, with the lottery, and you can confirm or deny or you don't know, uh, is the is the fact that Casey's and Hy-Vee both want in and both want, want in through a relationship with the Iowa Lottery, and they want to do, like you mentioned, the Delaware model, where it's not an individual game that they want you to you know, parlay three or four to make it not certainly not going to be a lottery type of windfall, but a, but a bigger payout. Have you heard Casey's and Hy-Vee, uh, uh, those two in particular, are are uh, trying to get involved in this? So I haven't heard that um, specifically, but that would be consistent with um, with the 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 strategy to to have a you know a parlay system that's more similar to a lottery where. You know, maybe you take your Sunday uh, card, and and the 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 better has to select all of the winners. Mm-hmm. And you'll have customers will go in and they'll do a quick pick, just like you would do a quick pick for a Powerball. And uh, and so and so that would be the argument uh, uh, that could be made is that it's it's very different customers uh, that 
They're not the same type of customer that would go into a sports book and bet on a single game wager. And so um, the thought might be that um, that uh, if there's different parties could come together um, to form, because if, if there's not a consensus, it, it puts policymakers in a tough spot. Sure. And, and, and then they have to choose um, you know, one one way or uh, over the other, and so that may be a way to try to um, try to generate some consensus. You know, uh, a lot of questions rolling in on Twitter, uh, some different things. So I want to jump into a couple of these. What I thought was interesting that's this actually came from a phone call earlier from Todd. Offset wagering. Let's say you guys a casino's at ninety five percent of the Iowa bets. William Hill, it sounds like, has a relationship set up with Prairie Meadows. Does that money just go into the William Hill Fund? Do they have to try to balance that just in the state of Iowa? How is that going to work out in your mind? It's a great question. So I think what we've seen in a number of jurisdictions is we've seen uh, the casinos are partnering with different sports operators, and there is an agreement that uh, is in place between those two entities. So, for example, if Prairie Meadows, uh, and they did, recently entered into an agreement with William Hill, what uh, the, the profit sharing would be defined within that agreement. And so maybe it's 50-50, maybe it's not. But what will happen is, is if an account is uh, established under the auspices of Prairie Meadows, then those William Hill customers that are wagering through a Prairie Meadows skin, um, th- that's how uh, that, that agreement will dictate how the revenue will share uh, that way. And, and, and what could happen is you could have companies like um, some of your more notable companies um, like William Hill, and, and there are others that have entered into agreements with, with multiple casino operators in the state of Iowa. And um, but again, it's going to depend on the legislation. And last year, that was the model that was contemplated, and and so that's that's likely why we're seeing some of these uh, casinos entering into agreements already. Final two minutes with Brian Orelko. One more from Twitter from Jay. Daily fantasy gambling on the table two online poker. Do these go hand in hand at all? I, I don't think online poker does. Okay. I think um, uh, online poker is something that there really hasn't been much interest in. And, in fact, this uh, recent opinion from um, the Department of Justice uh, has, has really kind of put yeah. online poker, um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of made that spin a little bit. So, so I, I really don't think that will be something discussed. Uh, fantasy sports, possibly, I mean, that was something that had been talked about three, four years ago. And... And, um, you know, frankly, um, it, I think it's something that could fit within uh, this. Uh, I'm not sure how much interest there still is mm-hmm. for fantasy sports now that, that you could do it, um, you know, full, full-scale sports gambling. Um, but, um, you know, that, I could see that as being a possibility. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about that too, Brian. Does, what, what does that do to the fantasy appetite? I think it uh, uh, curtails it significantly. So just, just to recap here in our final minute with you, Best case scenario, if everything goes well, football season looks like the the earliest date uh, that you'll be able to wager on sports legally in the state of Iowa. Fair, I agree with that. Okay. I, I think that is definitely a fair assessment, and and um, and you know if it does go, and 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 the commission uh, is 
the entity that's regulating it. We'll, we will be ready and we'll have regs out and then we'll just go through that process. And you expect the governor to sign it, right? If it does appear on her desk? I can't say for sure. All right. I, I, I would, I would, I would imagine, you know, I, Hard to say. <laughs> gotcha. Brian Arilko, Administrator for the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Brian, thank you for giving us 15 minutes. I'm sure we'll talk again between now and August. Thank you, Brian. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Brian Arilko wraps things up on the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Could have done an hour. Could have done an hour. Really yeah. good. Thank you, Twitter, for the uh, good questions. Trent and I are back tomorrow with 10 o'clock. Murph and Andy are next. Hawkeye's uh, money line tonight. What is it? That's what you're doing? Plus 190. Good luck. See you tomorrow.